Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in Health IT, a Tefka primer from none other than Mickey Tripathi. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders, Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Tausite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. So yesterday, Chime did a webinar that I wasn't able to attend on Tefka. And Tefka is coming fast towards us and has a lot of implications. And we did an interview with Mickey Tripathi earlier in the year, and we asked him a lot of questions about this. We did about 10 minutes on it, and we discussed, you know, what is Tefka? Uh, what does it mean for health systems? We even went as far as to talk about what it means for patients. So I wanted to share that with you. So here it is. What do we need to know about Tefka at this point? Yeah. So I think the most important thing to know about Tefka is A, that it's now available for networks to participate in. And then the question is, well, what the heck does that mean? Imagine a world where you think about your cell phone and think about cell phone systems. And let's say that AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile weren't connected. All of them great nationwide networks, but each of them kind of a private network. So if I wanted to call you, Bill, I would need to know, well, I'm on Verizon, Ugh, you're on T-Mobile, we can't talk. Or we can only text, but we can't talk, for example. And then with AT&T, it's like, well, I can call, but I can't text. That's a little bit of the situation that we have today in the clinical interoperability world with respect to networks, that there are lots of networks out there. And the private sector has done a tremendous job, I think, moving forward and putting together networks. But because it's the private sector, each of them has got its own you know, sort of peculiarities and its own uh, uniqueness. And so they don't seamlessly connect in the same way that cell phones, for example, or electricity grid across the country. I mean, a lot of people may not know that our electricity grid isn't a single grid. It's a whole bunch of subsystems that are, that are connected together. And we experience it as a single system, just like we do with cell phones, but it's actually a bunch of subnetworks that are connected up. So what the 21st Century Cures Act did is say to ONC, create a governance model and a model for connecting up those networks so that we have that same kind of experience as a user. And whether you're a provider or a patient or a public health agency, how do we create that backbone infrastructure so that you can connect with anyone, regardless of which network they're on, and you'll experience that as being in the same network and you won't have to worry about what's going on in the back on the back end. So that's really the, you know, the, the most important part of that, I think. And the analogy, another analogy I would use is think about the way that bank systems work today. The ATMs. Um, that's that's where I was going to go. It's interesting you use yeah. cell phones and not ATMs because Tefka would be like that that common ATM framework that started to come together at, at some point, which allowed us to go to any ATM and and right. You and I are old enough to remember when you had to look at your card and it's like, oh, this is a Cirrus. I'm in the Cirrus network. I have to go find a Cirrus ATM. So my kids, they're kind of like. Well, my kids are like, "What's an ATM?" <laughs> they're just, you know, they're just, they're just yeah. using Venmo. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the same analogy. But and and one of the things that you know, the Tefka is more about the back end structure. So how do we, 
how do the banks have a system where I you know, take money out of an ATM with the ATM that's right down the street here, which isn't my bank's ATM, but as soon as I log into my bank's portal, that's up to date, right? It actually has the transaction there. There is a backend system that makes sure that your information is accurate, reliable, and up to date. And that's what we want Tefka to be able to do for medical records. So when you show up at your provider, there's a backend system that makes sure that to the greatest extent possible, the medical records that that provider has access to are up to date and reliable so that they have the best information available to them. If people want the details about Tefka, Mickey and I had a conversation last year. You can go look at that show. And we went into details of the Sequoia project and their role in it and a bunch of other things. They, they can really get the deep dive into it at that point if they want the details. I there's even more to... details now available on the website because now that we're able to release it, um, that's all out there now. I want to get into the pragmatics. So healthcare providers, what are they going to need to do or what should they be doing now in preparation for connecting, participating in this, the TEFCA framework, or as we said in the analogy, the ATM framework, so that the medical records, as somebody gets a lab drawn over there, it's, it shows up over here. Instead of the point-to-point -point connections that exist, I imagine TEFCA can act as a, a way to, to get it from a lot more sources. Sure. So there's a couple of things. I think for the vast majority of people using certified electronic health record systems or electronic health record systems in general, right now, they probably don't need to do anything. And what they need to do is wait for their network, which is either Commonwealth or the eHealth Exchange or you know, Care Quality, which is a, a different one. Their network is going to figure out what their participation is because TEFCA is for the networks to participate in. So if you're a participant in a network, like you're already... In, as a part of that network, at some point, they will sort of make a plan to connect to the broader TEFCA network. And for you as a provider, you, you know, will be asked to sign an additional agreement or it'll be a rider under the contract you've already signed. And then after that, your vendor should enable that within the system, within your EHR. So you actually won't really have, even have to do anything. You'll at some point just experience that, wow, I can connect to more people than I was able to before. <laughs> and that's kind of cool. For those who aren't yet, you know, a part of those networks right now, then I think that it's um, the idea is to either connect to one of those networks now, if that was, if you for some reason felt like I wasn't going to get, you know, any value from those networks, it may be that once they sort of join TEFCA that you feel like, oh, that's the point at which it makes sense for me to join that network now because it connects to any other network and I can choose which one makes most sense to me because I don't have to worry about, well, who is that particular, particular network connected to because it'll be connected to every other, every other network that's participating. So if you're not a part of the network, there's either, if you, you know, have the opportunity to join one of those, you may, you may want to wait and see if, you know, what, what happens with their, you know, TEFCA participation and then join them or to see if there are any new networks that either get formed or, or join and then um, deciding which ones of those you want to participate in. So we anticipate there'll be some new ones. I mean, this TEFCA is certainly about connecting the existing networks but we also expect that it's going to be a motivator for new new networks to form and for really innovative approaches to this. Is this going to replace the HIE? So if I have a regional HIE, Southern California, we had a regional HIE in Southern California, and it it struggled from time to time for funding and, and some other things. Is this going to provide the, the backstop for that, that I was always worried that that thing was not going to be funded and all of a sudden we weren't going to be able to exchange records? Yeah, so it's... Well, you, you raised a couple of issues there. It, it certainly shouldn't replace HIEs. The idea would be that HIEs 
can connect to this network. And then you're in Southern California. Now you're not only connected to the, those folks who are in that HIE in Southern California, but you're connected to everyone else in the country. And that HIE doesn't have to do any more work. At that point, they're just connected to everyone else. So conceptually, and I think what we've seen in other network industries is that that actually adds value. People think that, oh, one network conquers another one. Well, what actually happens is the participation rises in both because of the network effects that everyone feels like, oh, I'm actually getting great local stuff in my local network that I didn't want to lose by, by joining some other bigger thing that maybe didn't provide that. Now I get all of that through that local network. So I actually you see people sort of join, participate in. We've seen that in the private sector with different networks that connect care quality and Commonwealth, which were seen historically as competitors. It turns out that once they connected at some level, participation in both rows, it was a win-win or a positive sum game. It wasn't a negative sum game. Interesting. We're going to get to information blocking, but before I get there, talk to me about how Tefka is going to impact the patient experience. Yeah. So it should be in a couple of ways. One, the first is the backend experience, which is to say that, and it may be an indirect benefit that, you know, the patients only sort of indirectly notice, which is to say that they should have the experience that their providers have more access and easier access to their records than they had before. So they're not being asked to lug records from, you know, one provider to another, for example, paper records. They're not being asked as you know, many people have to do, which is I just got imaging done at that hospital down the street. And you're telling me I have to come in in person to pick up a CD-ROM and bring it to that you know hospital down the street, that it should take away a whole bunch of that stuff. And as I said, that's indirect, right? For a lot of us, we may not actually notice that because you know we, we, these things happen incrementally, right? And then so at some point it's like, oh, I didn't have to do that. Great. But that's, you know, that's people's expectations. So in some ways they don't celebrate it. They're like, well, that's what I expected anyway, <laughs> was that that was gonna be happening. So that should be happening in the background. They also will have the opportunity to connect to the network themselves through a vendor. And what that will allow them to do is just like they connect to a patient portal today, for example, you may you know log into the patient portal at your provider. Right now, that just gives you the information from that provider. But with the Tefka network, individual access is a required purpose, meaning that you know, there, are, there are vendors who could be certified to be on the network. And once they're on the network, you could use one of those vendors to basically ask for your records from any provider, not just the provider that you know that is connected or is providing you with that portal. So for those you know patients who choose to do that, it should be easier for them to gather their information regardless of where you know, which provider they go to. As we know, like Medicare patients, they often see five, six, seven, eight different providers, and so that could be a real convenience. It's interesting as I was preparing for the show, I was thinking I'm going to do this big primer on Tefka and whatnot. And I realized it's not nearly going to be as good as what Mickey had done. So I thought I'd pull this clip out. I might do that from time to time. We interview some great guests over on the conference channel and on the Newsday channel. And sometimes their explanations and things they're talking about are far better than I'm going to be able to do by giving you a book report of what Mickey said. So uh, straight from the office of the national coordinator, Mickey Tripathi, this is what Tefka means. I hope you appreciate it. That's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture, we are everywhere. We wanna thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Gordian Dynamics, Quill Health, Taucite, Nuance, Canon Medical, and Current Health. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. 
Thanks for listening. That's all for now.